Welcome to the Farce FM podcast, episode 153. I'm Killian Vigna. And I'm Zoe Belil Springer. This week on the show, you're in for a dose of kindness. With various salons based both in Ireland and the UK, we'll be looking at what being kinder to others looks like in the context of the relationships between salons and their clients. So, grab yourself a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and join us weekly for all your salon's business and marketing needs. What we think influences how we feel and what we do. What we feel influences what we think and what we do. And what we do influences what we think and how we feel. We have a whole system built into our day to look after our dental health. What do we do every day to look after our mental health? The clip you've just heard comes from episode 95 of this very podcast, which featured Breed O'Mara of Irish mental health charity and organization AWARE. We thought it was a great question to start this episode with. Mental health disorders are among the leading cause of ill health and disability worldwide. According to the World Health Organization, more deaths are caused by suicide every year than homicide or war. That's not even talking about bullying, which is a global scourge. Whether it's online or not, this list goes on and on. You never really know what people are going through, and sometimes the people with the biggest smiles are the ones struggling the most. A few words, a simple act of kindness, can help a person more than you think. In the past year or so on Forced FM, we've been making an effort to include pieces that touch off mental health. And it's great that seeking help from a counselor or from a GP is slowly becoming less stigmatized. But the hard work is really far from being done. So in the context of salons and spas priding themselves on providing safe spaces to their clients to fully embrace their individuality, our main question today is, what does bringing more kindness and positivity in those spaces mean to various salon owners? On the show with us today, you'll hear about what three salon owners across Ireland and the UK are doing within the walls of their businesses to instill this practice. So the first salon that we spoke with was actually incredibly only five minutes away from our office here, based in Smithfield in Dublin. Um, I suppose it was a way to see what's going on in our own back garden. The person in question that we spoke with was Anita Donoghue, the director of Hair Cafe Salon in Smithfield. One thing that stood out when speaking with Anita was actually that while Bin in the Gossip magazines was a post that they put up on Facebook, this was actually something that they are very serious about in their salon, promoting a positive culture. I started off as a beauty therapist and I really understand um, how hard it is to work in the industry. Um, So I always wanted to be a boss that I would personally work for. Um, and I really believe in, you know, raising the vibration of my staff, raises the vibration of the salon, raises the vibration of their clients. As a salon, we were already into the whole health and wellness. It was just a natural next step for a salon um, to get rid of all these gossip magazines and introduce um, more well-being, you know, inspire our clients. When you actually really think about it, myself weren't even reading these magazines. They've no interest. I've no personal interest. But yeah, my company was fueling these toxic uh, magazines where I got the inspiration from. I was in a closed group, a salon closed group, where they were discussing gossip magazines. And a guy, um, I think his name is Derek O'Grady from Headmasters, he had said that he had done it two years ago. 
and I just felt really inspired. Um, and this was on the back of the uh, Caroline Flack uh, tragic death. So um, I just made a decision there and then that I was just going to follow suit. We have definitely other plans to do other things. We have a health and wellness program. So every couple of months we get somebody in to talk about mind or goal setting. Then our next one is going to be yoga in the salon. So the magazines is just a part of um, our progression into this. I mean, I feel like our salon has something really magic inside it. So our clients kind of know that and know that we're this type of business. We've had tweets saying, uh, well done to our local business, Air Cafe, uh, making this fantastic step. Um, all the staff are 100% behind it. It was a big statement uh, to our current clients and the rest of the world and for everybody else to follow suit. Uh, we're really happy with the response that we've had and that our clients really know the type of company we are. Up next, we have Amelia Herbert of Watkins Wright Hairdressing and Beauty in Great Aiton. One part I really found interesting about talking to Amelia was how one tiny little change she made in the salon that she didn't even think much of at the time made a massive impact for not only her clients, but her staff as well, meaning they felt more positive at the end of the day and also felt more empowered at the end of a hard working day. We did um, a couple of years ago get rid of the gossip magazines and we just had like the luxury brand. But the feedback from a lot of clients was that there was a lot of adverts in them and slowly but surely we brought back the sort of the big named magazines. But obviously with the recent events um, of Caroline Flack and seeing the movement in the hairdressing industry of getting rid of them, I just thought, yeah, like I want to get on board with that. And it's been so positive for us. All of the magazines that we provide now are like about health, well-being, um, gardening, home um, and like high fashion. Um, and then we've put in like adult colouring books and word search books, loads of kindness books and um, positive quote books, mindfulness books. And what we've done is we've just given when a client's sitting with a colour, we've given them two magazines, one book one colouring sort of book and a little thing of colours and it's been completely 50-50 so I would say 50% of the clients in the past week have taken up the colouring book and they've coloured in and the feedback from that's been amazing like they've just said oh my goodness it's so relaxing and you know some clients have opened the book and just done the colouring in and others have just done the crossword but what's been really nice is that when they've finished it they've signed their name and they've dated it at the bottom so yeah, completely positive for us. It's been brilliant. I myself am not a gossipy person. Like as a hairdresser, you get told so much information. Like, and if you're averaging sort of eight to 10 clients a day, you could not retain that information. Like you just couldn't. I've been in the industry now for like 15 years. And one of the things that I have heard a hundred times is, oh, I only read these magazines when I come in the salon. And I think if all salons actually scrapped them, imagine the impact that that would have. And if we could give our clients that mindfulness time, obviously not everybody has a color, but while their um, color is developing, if we could give that client every four, five, six weeks, that 45 minutes of mindfulness, that is a massive like positive movement. Um, and so positive for everyone's members of staff because they're going to be surrounded by it all the time. And I think mental health is such a massive thing now um, that I think 
you would be extremely lucky to be in a workplace and not have somebody, at least one and probably multiple staff that have mental health problems. So I think, yeah, it's about trying to promote a, a better workplace, but also a better environment for the clients. We need to change that expectation so that you expect to go to the salon and have 45 minutes of mindfulness while your colour is taken. Like that needs to be the expectation that in the industry as a movement, we completely, you know, change it. And, you know, we're only a week down the line, but I feel that I've got the confidence now to say you can bring your magazine if you want to, um, but I am not you know, feeding my um, clients and my staff with negativity. There's something that we've been doing in the salon for um, a while now. We um, actually are supporting this charity called Cameron Grant Memorial Trust. And it's um, a charity that are trying to get younger people to speak out. If somebody just asks for a glass of water, we will put their water on this like coaster. And on the coaster, it says, feeling low, don't bottle it up. There's always somebody to talk to. And um, on the back, it then has links to like different things. And there's there's actually a text number, which is um, a free text. And that basically then texts you back with um, information that you would need. One thing that I would like to say is to any other salon owners that maybe would be listening to this, don't knock it till you try it. Um, you know, you don't maybe have to go to the extreme that, that we've gone to, but try and think about, um, you know, maybe just changing it and having a mindfulness day once a week in the salon or something where you get rid of them and, and that day of the week, just so that you can get a feel for it. But I would be so shocked if there's any negativity from it because our clients range from, five and under to my eldest client being 92 and you know there's no negativity there from it it's it's great it's all it's all good standing by other salons and businesses who've decided to stop fueling toxic publications was andy kelly hair studio in edinburgh in the uk and we had the pleasure of speaking with the owner herself andy kelly what really stood out to us was how dedicated she was to not give in to the toxic banter coming from the tabloids, it's, I mean, let's not lie to ourselves. It's something quite easy to engage in when it's brought up. And for her, that's just not an option. As you'll hear in the following segment, she's uh, determined to embody the change that she wants to see in the world in regards to being kinder to others and providing a safe space for both her clients and her staff. So when I opened the salon, I didn't even think about it. I said to the girl who was working for me at the time, just run up and grab some magazines. And like, she just came back with, not that I'm saying it's her fault, because I would have done the exact same thing, went and got Hello and Heat and OK and all like the trashy mags. In the salon, because it's quite small, we tend to have like a salon chat going on, as opposed to sitting reading your magazines or folk all sit on their phone or a book. But I would say that it's not a salon that's like huge on having gossipy mags in it anyway. You know, sometimes if someone was like looking through a magazine saying, oh God, look at her face or look at whatever, I would kind of always question it and say, so, like, how many selfies would you take before you pick the one that you want? Like, obviously, the photos that the paparazzi take when you're lying on a beach trying to enjoy a packet of crisps aren't going to be photos that you would upload personally to your Instagram. It's, so I, I'm kind of not really scared to, to say that I won't engage necessarily in a conversation like that, which I think overall just makes the selling a bit of a nicer place to be. So, you know, I would be like, nah, I, I'm not. I'm not engaging in that conversation. I think people tell you a lot of 
staff because as a hairdresser you're a safe person but you're not too close like I say because the salon is quite small and it is kind of quite cosy I feel like people do actually find it quite a safe place anyway and I'd be happy to introduce new things to make them feel even better after they leave the salon as well as having lovely hair. I have like loads of home decor magazines in my house so I brought in a massive pile of them. I've also got some kind of like sporty kind of health and well-being bags as well and um, I've got that lovely little book that I got from you guys at the kindness and I've actually I've also been in touch with one of my other friends who has all these kind of cool quirky wee books in her salon to get the name is some good ones which I'm going to order in as well so yeah and um, it's probably just another stepping stone on something else that I can do so while interviewing salons was a big part of what we wanted to do for this episode, we also wanted to contribute in some way. And of course, Killian and I, we don't own a salon. So we were thinking, right, well, how can we get involved? And so we came up with some recommended reads. And Killian, I think you had the very first one. You were pitching me a book that you'd actually enjoy seeing at a salon. Yeah, I mean, like the purpose of this here is like there's self-help books out there, like the market's inundated with them. But one book that I read a year ago that really stuck to mind that I thought would be a great addition to the waiting room is Resilience, Hard-Won Wisdom for Living a Better Life. So bear with me here a second. This book is by Eric Gretens and it's composed of a series of letters to a close friend who was a former SEAL comrade he hadn't seen in a decade. Eric refers to this guy as having been like the toughest of the tough in the Navy SEALs, which we all are quite familiar with. Not an easy thing to be involved in. But when they came home from war, a decade went by when then he finally heard from his friend and his friend had been seriously struggling with um, finding a sense of purpose in life, first off, and secondly, being plagued by PTSD. So this book is composed by a series of letters from Eric to his friend. So for anyone that walks into your salon, they could sit down, they could open up any page and they'll see a version of a self-help letter wrote to someone else. So long story short, I think this would be a great book because like that, it's a series of short letters you could pop in and out. No one's going to sit in your salon and read the book from A to Z, but it's also the letters are how to help your friend when they're in times of need. So I'd say check out that book. And on that note, the good folks here at Forest have all chipped in with some book recommendations themselves. Hi, I'm Rachel from the Forest Education Team. And my book is Beautiful Thoughts for Beautiful Minds by John Scally. This book is really positive and uplifting. There are plenty of tales just to give you a little laugh. Great for anyone looking for a, a little bit more positivity in life. And they're just really feel-good stories. Um, I think it would be great in a waiting area. It's a little book that would just make people smile. My name is Kevin Fagan. I'm on the dev team. And the book I chose was The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. So most of us struggle through our lives by giving too many fucks in situations where fucks should not be given. Someone was rude for us when a coworker doesn't ask how your weekend was or because it's raining outside. It's the adult version of my kid crying his eyes out because his hat is the wrong shade of blue. This book teaches you that not giving a fuck doesn't mean indifference to everything. It means being comfortable with being different in the face of adversity, that you have a finite amount of fucks in your life and you should reserve them for things that are actually important, like family, friends, or whether Manchester United will ever win a Premier League title again. 
Hey, my name is Sinead. I work as a business advisor here in Forest. I was recently going into a salon. It was a really stressful day and kind of chaotic in the salon. Um, I noticed in the waiting area that they had some mindfulness coloring books. Uh, and as soon as I picked it up and started to doodle in it, uh, I instantly felt relaxed and didn't mind having to wait around a little while for my appointment. I think this is a really good idea because it helps the clients relax before their appointment, take their mind off things and just have a little bit of me time while they're getting their hair done. Hi, my name is Sean from the Forest Education Department, and the book I'm going to recommend is The Little Book of Calm by Paul Dowling. Full of inspiring thoughts and actions that you can take, it's a great way to lighten your day as you sit waiting for your salon appointment. Thinking of switching salon software companies but fear the migration process? How long will it take? What happens to my staff and clients' details or my roster? Look, when you sign up for Forest Salon Software, it's our mission to transfer your data from your previous provider smoothly and safely onto your new one, us. Manage, market, and grow your business with Forest Salon Software. Visit forest.com for more details. Just before we move on to the Inside Forest segment, we wanted to take a second to encourage anyone who's listening to this episode and is taking part in this movement to show us your new waiting area. What does it look like? What are you swapping the toxic magazines with? Take a picture, jump onto social media and tag us at forest.ukie. From our various chats with salon owners, not just on this podcast, uh, getting rid of the toxic magazines is only the first step. So let's keep the conversation going. Please, please, please share your waiting room stack. I've shared a book that I think would work. Some of our forest colleagues have shared their books. Our guests today have shared ideas that they're introducing. What have you got? What are you doing to revamp your waiting room? So for the purpose of this episode, we're going to keep the Inside Forest segment very short. I believe we only have two webinars coming up. One is a client-only webinar, and then the other one is open to everyone. So the first webinar we have is the Forest Education Tackle Those Top Challenges webinar. And in this one, we're going to run through the most popular challenges when using forest. Now, when we say they're popular challenges, we don't mean people love the challenges. What we're talking about here is that when you move from any software to another, it's never going to be plain sailing from the start. You have your own best practices. You have your own processes. Moving to a new software means relearning new best practices and relearning new processes. So this webinar is going to take you through just that and it's going to help you to troubleshoot any of those challenges you may come against. So this takes place on March 9th, 2020 at 4.30pm GMT, that's Irish time, 11.30am Eastern time or 8.30am Pacific time. You would have already received an email for you to register for that webinar. However, if you don't see that email, you can contact us at training at forest.com to get signed up. And as Killian was mentioning, we have an upcoming webinar available to all Forest clients and non-clients, and it will be hosted by Caroline McEnery, the Managing Director of the HR Suite. It's going to take place on Monday, March 23rd at 10 a.m. GMT, so UK and Ireland, and she'll be covering the top 10 HR tips for salon owners. The registration for this is free. The link to sign up is in today's show notes. And well, that's all we got for this week, guys. We promised we'd keep it short. As always, if you want to share your thoughts on this episode or have any suggestions on the show, it's send us an email at forestfm at forest.com or you can always leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It only takes a minute of your time but it keeps us on our toes to ensure the content we provide to you is of value. All the best. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z. 
Great music makes great moments. Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Forest FM, the Salon Owners podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. We help salon owners get their clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.